As well as talking about managing your money, saving it, spending it and investing your hard-earned cash, we also like to talk about making it. Every now and then on Money Talk Extra, I meet with a local entrepreneur to hear about their business ideas and their experiences in starting up their own company. This morning, I'm joined by Stephen Newton, who is the founder of Hong Kong Distillery. Good morning, Stephen. Good morning. Good morning. So what do you make at Hong uh, Kong Distillery? Well, we, we uh, make gin, basically. Uh, so basically, the gin we're using, uh, sorry, the gin we're making is uh, a lot of local-inspired uh, herbs and spices, uh, from orange root to Chinese cinnamon and so forth. Uh, basically, we want to make a, a gin for Hong Kong. So how do you make it? Uh, pretty pretty complicated, actually. Um, we are the first uh, craft distillery in Hong Kong. It's taken uh, about three to four years for uh, licensing, uh, as there are no other distilleries that I know of in, in Hong Kong at the moment. Uh, so we had to go on a bit of a journey with the government, uh, multiple licenses, uh, the fire department, uh, and, and that sort of process. So it sounds like it's quite a bureaucracy to get the, all the various approvals that you need for something like this. Correct, correct. So there are a lot of uh, breweries in Hong Kong, uh, and that's quite an easy process to do. It's literally one licence, a uh, food factory licence. A distillery um, has got that kind of, I suppose, air of uh, caution about it because uh, we're actually classed as a dangerous goods manufacturer. Really? <laughs> yes. So... Um, what comes out of the still is uh, 96% ethanol. Right. That's what we start with. Our, our base spirit, of course, we don't uh, sell it at that. Uh, we bring it down to about 42% plus infusing it with uh, herbs and spices and cinnamons and so forth. Now, I never realised that gin was made in Hong Kong. So what does Hong Kong gin taste like? Ah, uh, Well, our, our gin probably tastes slightly different from your normal gin because we actually make uh, – to make a gin, you need a, a good vodka to start with. So the base of every gin is a vodka. So uh, we make ours slightly different. You can make a vodka from anything, pretty much. Uh, some mm -hmm. people some say potatoes, some say wheat. Uh, we actually make ours from wade. And uh, wade's uh, basically a byproduct of cheese. Uh, it's also uh, used in uh, protein drinks and so forth. So we actually use wade to make our, our vodka, which makes it a bit, bit smoother as well. So how long did it take you to come up with a recipe for this? Uh, the actual recipe for the for the gin is probably about a year. So we've got um, a few funky uh, herbs and spices in there, um, like gin sun root. It's a uh, very bitter, bitter. Um, so it was very hard to add that in there without overpowering all the other uh, ten uh, spices. So do you think one day Hong Kong gin can rival things like cognac from France or whiskey from Scotland? Can we get there? I think definitely, definitely. Uh, there, there is a massive interest in gin at the moment. Uh, over the last three, four years I've been working on this project, uh, people have started, I suppose, making Hong Kong-inspired gins, uh, which are normally made overseas in uh, Switzerland or, or the Netherlands. Hmm. But uh, we, we've already won a, uh, we won a silver last year at Cathay Pacific International Wine Competition and a, a, silver, a silver the previous year for that as well. So what inspired you to do this? Uh, well, I suppose myself, uh, I'm from New Zealand, where it's legal to make uh, alcohol for... So years. was you doing this at home for a while? And... Uh, pretty much, pretty much. Okay. So I was doing it, I've been doing it since I'm 18 in New Zealand. Yep. Uh, I've been in Hong Kong about eight years now. And basically came, when I came to Hong Kong, uh, working in uh, technology and banking, uh, basically 
I looked around and there's no distilleries. There's all these breweries p- popping up, but no distilleries. So I kind of went on that us journey of why haven't we got a distillery here? And and I found out why because it, it is very hard um, paperwork wise and dangerous goods wise. So you've set up a company to to do this. How have you funded the company? Uh, I've pretty much funded it myself. So a lot of uh, I suppose reaching out to friends uh, um, and basically getting to know people in yep. the industry and uh, leveraging off their uh, expertise and, I suppose, just some uh, some very big loans from the bank and um, crowdfunding as well. We did a crowdfunding campaign. And what's your experience been of crowdfunding? Uh, it's, it's interesting. Um, so we did a uh, Indiegogo campaign uh, November last year. Uh, ideally, you want to do it during a time when people are in Hong Kong. So it was a little bit slow to start off with, but uh, once people started coming back in January, it really picked up. So tell me about your experiences as an entrepreneur, starting up your own business. What has it been like for you? I think starting up a business in Hong Kong is fairly easy. It's when you go out of that, uh, I suppose, normal square of what your business is. Hence, we're a distillery. Uh, there was a lot of unknowns. We, I suppose, had to many meetings with the government and so forth. Uh, the fire department as well, because um, there's a very big uh, concern around fires because of the ethanol contents in your spirits. So it was uh, very much an educational uh, journey for me and uh, I think for, for licensing as well in general. So what have been the big lessons that you've learnt from being your own boss, being an entrepreneur, having your own company? I think the big lesson is uh, patience. You've really got to have that patience. If you go to do something different something uh, outside of the box you've really got to have the people skills go out meet the people and just just work through the issues so we, we had many many issues with um, licensing and so forth and we're just basically just working out a solution talking to people and um, people in Hong Kong are normally always friendly and helpful as long as you go talk to them nicely they'll uh, normally give you good advice so there's a lot of people listening who have thought about starting up their own business, being an entrepreneur. What advice would you give them? I would say things will take longer than you think they will. Uh, ideally, I thought we'd set up a distillery in two years. Realistically, it's four years. Uh, I wouldn't quit your day job straight away. Um, ideally, work out your, your costings and your how much things are going to cost and, and your time frames and realise things will take longer than they uh, they originally planned, no matter how well you plan them. If there's uh, other people involved, things can get delayed. Stephen, thank you very much indeed. Thanks for having me. That's Stephen Newton, who's the founder of Hong Kong Distillery. Many thanks for listening this morning. On next week's programme, I'll take a look at Hong Kong's first government-backed health insurance scheme. Jimmy Lam will talk to a secondary school teacher to hear about her financial concerns. Finally, I'll talk to the Democratic Party's Raymond Yoon, who's been helping people who have lost money on cryptocurrencies. Please join me next week at the same time. In the meantime, this is Peter Lewis wishing you a great weekend. <laughs>